recording? Um, uh, yeah, we're recording. Okay, I mean, this is the cold open. Okay. Yes. I have a surprise for you. You have a surprise for me? I have a surprise. What is the surprise? Do you want to see what I got from H Mart? I do want to see what you got this from This is H-Mart. where me and Alex went after we, um, Alex is my boyfriend. This is where we went after we had our date today. That I didn't get to go on. That you didn't get to go on. I got panda cookies. Panda cookies? Um, he bought me bread. This <gasps> is really good bread. Bread. This mocha cake. Bread. But it's mo- it tastes like coffee, and it's delicious, and I bought a lot of those. Uh, there coffee was... doesn't taste good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I have leftover pasta because we went to Olive Garden. It was my first time at Olive Garden. Your first time at Olive? How were the breadsticks? At, at 20 years old. Um, they're okay. Oh, just okay? People, I, they're too hyped. Like too they're, hyped? I was expecting them to be like nice and soft and fluffy. They were crunchy. Really? Who wants a crunchy breadstick? You must have gotten bad breadsticks then. Okay. Because they're not usually crunchy. Okay. So. Well, now I'm disappointed. Olive Garden, you messed up on my first visit. Yeah, well, bad first impression. Okay, well, here's the next thing. This is the surprise. So, Alex, you should be so fucking over the moon. Because when we were at H Mart, he was like, we have to get something for Taylor. <laughs> oh, yay. And so we walked around the whole store, and he's like, what is he like? And I'm like, I don't know. He can't eat anything. <laughs> And so we bought you treats, we, knowing that you probably won't eat them. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> but I got you Pocky. Pocky? Do you eat Pocky? I've always wanted Pocky, okay. and I've never had it. I'm going to have one right now. Okay, perfect. That's what I wanted you to do. I wanted you to try it, if you were willing to try it. Okay, I've, this is my first time ever having Pocky. So this is just regular Pocky. It's not like any of like the strawberry or the green tea flavors, for those who know what Pocky is. Um, this um, is just the plain chocolate one. Isn't this the one where like you're supposed to take a bite and then another person tries to take a bite as close as they can without kissing? What? That's not a thing people do. I'm pretty sure people do that. Tell me it again. So you have to put one side in your mouth uh-huh. and like the other person tries to bite off as much as they can without kissing you. That might be a thing. I've never heard of it, but at I least wouldn't. That kids played it when I did that when I was in middle school. It might have just been a ruse to get them to kiss hot kiss. girls. <laughs> never had one of these before how do you, do you just go for it yeah you just go for it i mean you can take a, as big or small a bite as you want it's just chocolate and like bread stick, cookie yeah. yeah it's great yeah, great awesome we did one for one <laughs> okay and then oh there's also chocolate in here that i was supposed to give to jesse oops jesse doesn't get his chocolate it's a little bit <laughs> rich yeah which i'm not a huge fan of but chocolate is chocolate mm-hmm. you can have one at a time if it's too rich for you yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Okay, the other thing that he got, because we didn't know if you like <laughs> chocolate or like fruity stuff, but mm-hmm. he got you this sweet and sour haichu. Okay. I'm sure this is great content. I'm sure you no, guys are loving yeah. this. Me just eating. Just in trying. Front of the mic. No, but like this is people listen to this. People listen to people trying new food. I mean, they really? watch people trying new food, yeah. but not really listen. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the. I was so afraid I wouldn't be able to open this. Like I had a moment <laughs> when I was like, oh my god. What if I can't open it? Yeah, because I was having problems opening another bag like this earlier this week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. All right, well, I got a bunch of different flavors, flavors. to choose from here. So I got watermelon, lemon, or grapefruit. I, d- I do like watermelon. Okay, wow. Okay, Alex guessed right. He was like, I think Taylor likes watermelon, so. He knows me because he's my actual boyfriend. No, he's not. Yeah. Stop we it. just, I've. I actually feel bad because he was able to actually pick out stuff for you, and I wasn't, and I'm your best friend. <laughs> is it sour or is it sweet one sweet i think okay 
Is it? How do you know the difference? I don't know. I'm sure the sour ones have like coating on them, like the citric acid coating. Uh, I mean, it's it's Isky. true. It's like Isky. it's like gum, if but gum... it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love haichu. I love the strawberry flavor. Oh, I have snacks. So now we just have a bunch of food laying on our desk. <laughs> now you're going to hear me lip smacking the entire episode. <laughs> it's going to take me a minute to get through this. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny because like, we had, we, he had bought everything else for me. And then before we left, he was like, hang on, we have to find something for Taylor. And I was like, why? What are you doing? I love it. I love him so much because we barely talk. No, yeah. Like barely. Like maybe once a while we have a short conversation. We only talk through you. Yeah. But it's like there's just very obvious there's like just bromance. just like magnetism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so great. I love that man. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Um, and that, when we were like trying to figure out what to get you, we, we neither of us knew. And I was like, babe, just like. If I just tell him that you thought of him, like, he's going to freak out. Like, you don't even have to get him anything. If I tell him that you thought of him, he's going to be so happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was so happy. Oh, man. That's so great. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe that. I have a, did you know um, that <laughs> I found this out? Blue whales fart, right? Because all mammals this fart. This is a completely... Change of subject. I just gotta get this out because okay. it's been stuck in my head. Blue whales can fart, and when they fart, they make air bubbles so big that a horse could fit inside oh of it. God. Oh my god! Why do you know this? I it got sent to me from um, who? From my mother. Call them out. Oh, it was my mother. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is media for the intellectually impoverished. I'm Taylor. I'm Randy. And this is the podcast that enriches your media ogre lives. Getting so good at that. I know it's great. We, we always say it with the same timbre too. Which is what you're supposed to do. Is That's it? That's the way that people remember it. Oh, really? Yeah. Enrich your media ogre lives. lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. That's why I always say I'm Randy. Yep. I'm Taylor. I'm Randy. And this is the podcast that enriches your media ogre lives. Nice. That's what you're supposed to. Do. That's what everybody does with the beginning of their podcast. They Feel, all sound it feels the same. Good. Mm-hmm. It feels good to do that, especially since like our podcast just has got that cold open thing. Yeah. So it's like it's just it's really like this is the start. This is it. This mm-hmm. is where I mean, like if you skip through, I don't know why you would skip through any of our podcast. But like how if you, dare if you are, how <laughs> dare you? I know I have skimmed through the podcast, <laughs> but I edit the podcast. <laughs> so like I feel like I'm given free reign. Um, I've listened to every episode ever, <laughs> even the stuff that we haven't put in. I've listened to everything ever because I sit here at every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am in all of the I episodes. I never have re-listened. I've re-listened to some of them, some of our early stuff. And then I think the one that you posted last week I've listened to because I've gotten bored of the music that I listened to on the way to school. And so I've started reverting back to podcasts and I was mm-hmm. like, I should listen to my own podcast. <laughs> listen to my own voice for a bit. Just feel bad. <laughs> just to like see what you're doing. Because I'm very not in the editing sphere. Yeah. And so I need yeah. to know that what you're doing is on brand for what I want as well. Yeah. Even though I trust you and I don't think you'd do anything to like. But fart. But f- and just the <laughs> entire whole it's episode. 40, hour and a half. <laughs> it's 40 minutes. I was going to say 40 minutes of just <laughs> but fart. <laughs> <laughs> 
Someone please make an edit of that. Uh, uh, I, I will actually subscribe to your Patreon if you get an edit of that. Welcome back to Media Village. We just recorded a little bitty pocket change episode because we got on a big tangent. Well, then where the heck did we start? When did the, when did the pocket change episode start? And good, then, good question. So we know how to segue into this next part so you don't have to put the little music in the middle of the episode. We can just start with what we're talking about. Okay. What are we talking about? Nostalgia. Nostalgia. I, I don't get it. You don't get it? I get nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I do. But you're going to be the first one to talk. I just want to say my reservations about this episode first. I, I don't know how to talk about nostalgia because it's a very like specific thing. It's very like not every movie, not every piece of media needs to be nostalgic. It It obviously helps your case. But when you are going for the specific feel of nostalgia, you have to direct your media to a very specific audience because that's what nostalgia is. It's having, it's a memory of like something that you've already lived or it, it's seeing something that reminds you of a memory or that reminds you of your childhood or reminds you of a time in your life. So it's a very like specific niche in media. It's a very specific thing that you can add to your media. And so I don't know how <laughs> we're going to go about like talking about it. I think maybe we just stick to that niche, you know, okay. using it. Yo, I mean, I'm so I'm talking about lo-fi hip hop, which I don't get. That's why I want you to go. That's first. why I'm going first. OK, so whoa, almost fell over in my chair. So the thing with lo-fi is, is it it's sort of intended to play to nostalgia. Its entire aesthetic is is warped and uh, not warped but wrapped around this idea of of nostalgia the music is 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 very dreamlike making you feel uh like you you know like you're laying down looking at the clouds thinking about things that happened a long time ago mm-hmm. you know so lo-fi kind of came about um well so it started with hip-hop right when hip-hop started and yeah. um the the 90s mm-hmm. right that's kind of when hip hop became popular and the idea is there's this process in hip hop like where you make the beat and the beat is what the people rap over in hip hop or what 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 you hear going on in the background right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. as that progressed and, and time went on what kind of sort of jump started the idea of lo-fi this is and and lo-fi is a very broad term it is is a very umbrella term um but with it jump started this idea of of hip-hop and and being linked with nostalgia is adult swim which is very surprising it's it's the if you don't know adult swim was a was sort of a slot on cartoon network um Played towards uh, more mature audiences that sort of went on after kids would have gone to bed from like I don't know ten o'clock until I feel like it's earlier than that, maybe. but no, but it's it's some point at night after kids have gone to yeah. bed. And uh, what what they would do is they had these little commercial bumpers that would play before commercials started, in the middle of your commercial break, and and then at the end of the commercial break, and these bumpers were just kind of like like just sets kind of like still frame styled very vintage looking uh videos with what we would now attribute as as lo-fi playing on top of them and they had some of what some of who would become more popularized lo-fi writers sort of mixing and, and writing those beats 
uh, well, you know, t today what we see when we see a lot of, of lo-fi, we see it attributed to like like anime, right? You see yeah. a lot of it, like that's part of the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Well, because uh, that is because on Adult Swim, there, were, there was a section called Toonami, which is where people... Uh, where people were the the studio would play anime from you know from obviously japan and, and foreign countries um and they would still have those bumpers and stuff and so as that progressed and, and became more of a thing eventually the, the the anime called samurai shampoo came out which had a an artist his who did the music his name was uh i'm gonna butcher this but new new jabez new it's n-u-j-a-b-e-s um american and, way to pronounce it yeah it's a way to pronounce it probably not the right way um but he he wrote the soundtrack and and started this idea of 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 sampling and and taking older pieces and mixing them in a new light and giving them that hip hop feel, and uh, so so what I mean by sampling is is taking a small piece of an old old song or just a different song in general or a piece of something, layering it on top of your beat or your new song and, and using it as part of the song. That is what I mean when I say sampling. Um, so yeah, Shamari Shampoo came about and. That and Cowboy Bebop came out sort of around the same generation. And it's interesting because I believe that the first two, um, no, the, the main voice actor plays both the samurai in Samurai Shampoo and uh, the main character in Cowboy Bebop, which I was like, that's cool, interesting. But uh, those those two shows sort of took off. They became very popularized in, in pop culture and, and they're part of the reason that we sort of synonymize uh, lo-fi and anime and you know the lo-fi hip-hop girl right yes did you know that so she's sitting sideways studying mm -hmm. out the window mm -hmm. that was created after a different image so the original image is from an anime called wolf children and there's a picture of the character yuki which i will show you it comes we'll put this up on the instagram and i'll put it on the twitter you need to send it to me now then <laughs> yeah but I will, I will send it to you in a moment. But let me see that photo. Oh, okay. And you can totally see where no, it came yeah, from. No, yeah, 100%. Very obvious. Um, but that, so a lot of lo-fi tracks and, and, and compilations would have a photo uh, or a gif of, of her studying, this character mm -hmm. studying. Um, but that was taken down due to copyright issues. Mm -hmm. And so they created the ones yeah. that we know mm -hmm. today, which is the, the, you know, the one they see, that you see on Chilled, Chilled Cow, I think, is the YouTube channel's name. Um, I don't know. I don't listen to. Don't I know listen. what it is, and I've listen. seen it because people make memes out of it, and I see it sometimes on my recommended for YouTube. Mm -hmm. But, I'm but not yeah, so around 2016 or so, it became super popular on the internet and very popularized, and that's when we saw the rise of you know with those compilations and the 24-hour live streams mm -hmm. of lo-fi music, um, and. It, it's just it's really interesting to me because the point of it not the point but 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 I'll, it started with this idea of of creating that sort of feeling right and a lot of tracks will do that feeling of nostalgia using things that we remember trying to recreate the feeling of sitting in your room 
watching anime and then that you know that little bumper comes on did you watch anime as a kid i you know what i didn't i didn't i mean i watched pokemon but mm-hmm. like as a kid i never really was up late enough because my parents were very strict about that oh no yeah mine too um but i was never really up late enough to watch anime mm-hmm. and my family wasn't my my parents aren't very huge on the anime thing my mom thinks it's dumb my dad thinks it's dumber than my mom thinks um but yeah, I know, right? But I, here I am paying $7 a month to watch it and stream it on Funimation. Um, it's your own money. That's your my adult own, money. Yeah, my you uh, gross adult money. Um, who gave us access to adult money? Who, gave us, who, who gave us access to money? Yeah, like, who like, was like, hey, these guys, they need to be spending money on Yeah, things. exactly. And then all we spend it on is TV entertainment. Yeah. Ugh. Time and, is money. <laughs> money and, is time. Time is money, and money is time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's it was it, a lot of tracks that you see nowadays. I had you listen to a few tracks. Yes. Did you listen to them? Yes. Yay. Um, I, I, I don't get it. You don't get it? I, I'm waiting for you to explain how it's nostalgic. Because so far to me, you haven't explained how it's nostalgic. So what it does is... To, is it nostalgic to you? It is. But it creates this feeling of nostalgia. Anime as a child. So what is it nostalgic of? That's the question, isn't it? Like yeah. I I don't know. When I when I listen to it, I feel this sense of nostalgia. Okay. Like a lot of a lot of the music that I listen to gives me that sense of nostalgia. I think it comes from because a lot of the, the when you start a lo-fi track, one of the first things you hear is sort of like the crackle of 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 a vinyl record. Yeah. Right? Or maybe you're you're shoving a tape in, you hear a cassette go in and start. Mm-hmm. And just that idea of like old technology See, creating okay. music. But that's again, when you were younger or at any point in your life, have you ever listened to actual vinyl records? Yes. Have you listened to cassette tapes? Yes and yes. Oh, okay. Um not as often. So it would be so it is nostalgic to you because you've experienced that before. Um, I also just when I listen to it, I just feel that. Yeah. And that's what nostalgia does. It takes you back to that place of like memory. That's that's the whole point of nostalgia. And that's what I'm trying to like at least that's what I'm I think it is. Maybe we have a different like version of what nostalgia is. But it it's it's uh, it can be anything. It can be a smell, a a, a taste, a, a sound, something that you see and it brings you back in time to it can be a week ago, it can be 7 years ago. And it it is so powerful. Nostalgia is so powerful that you literally feel like you are back in that place. And I think that's what you're getting at. Like it, when you hear that, when you hear lo-fi and you hear that, that vinyl record, or you hear that cassette tape or you, 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 the anime that you were talking about, like it, you feel it, you feel like a kid again. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's to me, I think that lo-fi does a good job of, of encapsulating an idea of, of, of nostalgia. I think a, a lot of the culture around creating lo-fi is, is very much nostalgia Is based. about making people feel nostalgic? It's about making okay. people feel nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, making people get that sense, like, like miss the chance to have heard the oldies mm-hmm. or okay. whatever. Um, I can see and that. Maybe okay. it's not all like nostalgia based, where it's like I feel this way because I listened to that thing. Mm-hmm. It could be this idea of I wish I could have listened to that thing. See, I don't know if that's nostalgia. 
I think it could be That's... defined as nostalgia. Just that, the, to me, I guess nostalgia isn't necessarily the feeling of being back there. It's more of the longing to feel or have seen or have done or have been at this thing. Okay. That I, I, when I feel nostalgia, I feel more of that, that wish to mm. experience something, whether it be again or something that I have not experienced or missed the chance to experience. Yeah. So that's that's the kind of feeling that I get when I listen to a lot of lo-fi tracks. I, and I get that too. I don't necessarily know if I would classify nostalgia as that, but I, I do get where you're coming from because I feel the same way. Like I, I've always thought that like I would have loved to live in like the, the 1970s and been a housewife and with a white picket fence with cheap gas and cheap houses and... <laughs> <laughs> We missed out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we missed. Who was the president in the seventies? It would have been in the sixties. It was Kennedy. Yes. And then for the seven seventies. No, sixties, yeah. Was the seventies Reagan? I was gonna say Nixon. Is that? Am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe it is Nixon. That, I, no, you know what? I think it is because that's the Vietnam War era, isn't it? The seventies. I don't. My first when you said who was in the president during the seventies, my first instinct was to say Nixon. That's probably right then. So I don't know. Uh, my next instinct was to say Abraham Lincoln, but I'm not. That is in the 1860s. <laughs> it, well, I mean the 60s, but um, yeah, I didn't specify which 60s. Richard Nixon was the president from 1969, so he was the president after um, Kennedy, because mm -hmm. Kennedy was assassinated in yeah. 1969. He was the president until 1974. And then after that, I believe, was... Uh, Reagan. I don't know my presidents. I don't know either. I wish we could have seen. I I I feel nostalgia when I, I talk about past presidents. I don't think it's nostalgia. I think it's it's something else. There has to be a word for it. I, I want to say it's the fear of missing out, but it's not the fear of missing out because you you've already missed it. The fear of missing out is some you're worried that you're going to miss something. It's 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 longing for something that's already gone, and I there has to be a word for it. I think there is. Nostalgia. And it's nostalgia. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Maybe it's not, but f from for Maybe the purpose of what I'm talking about. You no, know, and I I don't mean to like discredit what you're saying. No, absolutely. I'm just, just giving my opinion. We here as fellow intellectuals. intellectuals. <laughs> I'm gonna look up the definition of nostalgia to spite you. Yeah, good, good, great. Do it. Make me feel bad. <laughs> or maybe I'll feel bad. A sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. Typically for a period or place. Not meaning that it has to be. It's just a longing for the past. It's a longing for the past. Boom. It, okay. Cool. Nice. Taylor wins. Scoreboard, but Randy, Randy, also, Randy also wins, okay? Because it's just <laughs> typically for a place, a happy personal... <laughs> Randy also wins. It was, it was the, it was the, Randy also wins. It was like the flustered, like, I have to not lose. Randy can't lose. <laughs> it says typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. You just can't lose. I can't lose. What about Randy's tied? not ashamed. What, what if we tied? We tied. It's okay, we tied. 
There's a point on your side. There's a point on my side. But I think you won an argument in one of the others, so you technically have two on your side. Yeah, I don't. You see. We need a whiteboard. Oh, that's <laughs> what. That's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> we need a whiteboard. But yeah, I think that that you know, because because when I was saying with, with the sampling, a lot of people will sample really really old stuff, mm-hmm. um, and so that old stuff comes with its own vinyl sort of. Um, crackling. What did you? What would you call that? I, I want to say vignette, but that's the style of film when the around the edges it gets dark. Yeah. Um, but it's just that sort of background sort of fluff noise, white noise. Yeah, white noise. Um, and it's really, really sentimental for me. Or maybe that sound of when a cassette starts up. Um, those sounds to me, they give me nostalgia. i i don't know i find it so it's just a medium that does a really really good job of as a whole just giving me that feeling and and as and that aesthetic is really pleasing to both the ears and like when you watch videos to the eyes it's just it's something that I think plays with because the point of nostalgia is to make you feel something uh, that or a longing for the past or typically it's, past events that hold personal memories. Thank you. Um, it's it's yeah, it's meant to make you feel something. Yeah, it's, and they they use it very very well. Mm-hmm. I think, it, and it's not like slight emotion. Like all all media is made to make you feel a specific sort of way but nostalgia is something that's very powerful yes especially when you have personal ties to it when mm. you have experienced that before and that's why you know i think lo-fi is such a a widespread phenomenon with so many people following you could look at the the live streams there's almost always 8,000 people listening to the lo-fi with you. It's always got people listening to it because a lot of people really resonate with that. And that's because of the way they use nostalgia um, and the way that it, it makes you feel. So purposefully crafting your piece to have... No- Were you looking up another definition for nostalgia just to double fact check me? She nods it in affirmation. Randy doesn't want to give it because Randy will be wrong. <laughs> so another point on the board for Taylor. Randy should have done her research. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you purposefully craft your piece of media to the point of using nostalgia, and you use it well, and you use it in a way that that resonates, I think it has to come from the heart, though, because you can't. It, you know, you can't create something that you're not nostalgic for and expect other people to feel nostalgic for it. But if you, if you if you take your media and you you craft it from a place of nostalgia, that will resonate really, really well with your audience. And it's something to keep in mind when you're when you're creating a piece, you know, is this something that I, I want to use? So for the game Alien Isolation, wow, this is a total second topic. I haven't done this in a while. Um, oh dear. <gasps> for the game Alien Isolation, it doesn't do this purposefully. It does this because of the constraint, const- constraints, constra- constraints, 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 constraints. It does this because of the constraints of of the story it's telling is is based on the original Alien movie. And in that movie series, you know they've got very retro, futuristic tech, 
Um, but holding that style of tech and 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 the way that it the the spacecraft that you are on in Alien Isolation looks, um, it it brings a sense of nostalgia, that retro feeling, and it's something that that resonates. You know, that's what resonated with me the most. I think when playing it, because I look at a lot at the design. You guys know I'm an artist. Um, I love to draw. I love environmental art. Uh, I, buy, I spend so much money on books for so much money. So much My money. God, you can't take this man anywhere. <laughs> so much money spent on art books. Um, but because I, I just love what goes into that, and and the choices that they made, and the way that they designed those environments is really specific because. And it conjures up a really specific feeling because of the the way that nostalgia works in people, you know? Mm. So I think... Also, that game, they purposefully included a way to make it look like it was film grainy. <laughs> and I was like, that's even another touch on top of it. That's, like, even more nostalgia. So, like, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew they were playing into this sense of nostalgia, and they used it well. And the game is very well-received. I mean, obviously, it's it's not just the design that's making it well-received, but that sense of nostalgia I think is what brought a lot of people to the game and you know the rest of their piece of media was solid it wasn't poorly made or, or made in bad taste but they knew what they were doing with their nostalgia and they used it in a purposeful and meaningful way not just to them but for their audience and it resonated and and, and it works and yeah that's you know that's my thing I think I was talking I was talking for a while yeah it's okay Randy doesn't want to talk about her topic because she was talk. wrong. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Randy's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> it brings you down when you're wrong. When you're wrong. Randy doesn't like being wrong. I should stop referring to myself as the third person. I think it's hilarious. I think it's really funny too, but I feel like it annoys people. I don't care. You shouldn't care either. You guys come here to listen to us. If we annoy you... <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Okay, um so I actually I didn't choose what I was going to talk about this week again because I was very confused on the whole topic of nostalgia and so Taylor picked it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I offered this as an idea mm -hmm. and then you took it. Yeah, because I've seen it before. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about Stranger Things. Oh, you're talking about Stranger Things? Dude, no way. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, I recommended that. That's a good idea. No, really? Yeah, I recommended it for you. You didn't remember? When? I don't remember. It was sometime last, earlier this week. I don't know. No, that doesn't, no, it doesn't sound like you. Doesn't sound like me? Mm -mm. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm maybe thinking of something else. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. Thanks for joining us on that stupid bit. <laughs> um, but before you start, Randy's random thought of the day. Interesting. There's no such thing as adult caterpillars. There's no such thing as a, there's no such thing as adult cat. All caterpillars are children. And there's no such thing as baby butterflies. Oh my god. <laughs> that that actually blew my mind. No I've had that one locked and loaded for a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never thought about that. Because any small butterfly was just a small caterpillar. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is ridiculous. That, I feel sad. Because there should be baby butterflies in the world. Imagine how cute. But how would they be born? Eggs? I don't know. The same way. I, I guess mean, eggs. that's so strange. They'd have to be big eggs, though, because they got to come out with wings. 
I mean, think about the cocoon. The cocoon is the size of the of 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 the, the caterpillar. caterpillar. I, yeah, but okay, but if they laid eggs, the butterfly would have to lay eggs. They well, have to the, lay bigger eggs. I guess, but then how would you get bigger eggs from? Uh, it would have to be bigger to lay bigger eggs. Exactly. I don't think butterflies need to get bigger. I think. Imagine <laughs> if butterflies were, were bigger. That's like a Mothra situation. Yeah. Like. Moths freak me out. Do they? Yeah, I don't like moths. What about moth balls? Like the thing you put in your closet? Have you ever actually used moth balls? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've we never... had moths eating our carpet in um, my kidding. house. Yeah. It's crazy. I've never actually, I mean, I've seen them. I'm not going to be like, I've never seen a moth. I've obviously seen mm-hmm. them. I mean, totally seen a moth. Like, I've probably seen 10 moths. <laughs> In your 20 years of living, probably seen 10. 10, at least, <laughs> at least 10. No, you said 10. It's not at least. It's 10. <laughs> I've seen 10. But <laughs> I've never seen a moth, like, eat something before. We never we never saw them eating the carpet. Dude, imagine being a moth and just being like, oh, shit, that carpet be looking tasty. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 noticed that we had a lot of moths and at first we didn't like think anything about it i mean obviously you try to get them out of your house because nobody wants bugs in their house but then we noticed that pieces of the carpet were disappearing <laughs> like in random patterns yeah it was like it was strange and so we had to get mothballs and they don't smell as bad as i thought they were going to really it's just annoying like it's not a it's not a great smell but it's like, it's not bad. I'm not dying for it, you know, yeah. but it's not like... It's just annoying because you'd walk into the living room and you'd be like, mothballs. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mothballs. This episode is sponsored by mothballs. Do <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know mothballs? Walk into the living room, mm, mothballs. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. You have to sing us out. Uh, Randy's random thought of the day. Wow, that was interesting. <laughs> I'm glad that I, I sing that. it every time. Yes, <laughs> it's not like an actual sting. Yeah, <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna be talking about Stranger Things. Um, really? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, Why didn't I expect it? I should have. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> it was like the pure enthusiasm in my voice. <laughs> like so really. Happy. I'm only gonna be talking about season one. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't <laughs> get it out. <laughs> really. <laughs> so you played that so well. <laughs> it was great. Um, I didn't remember that there was. Three seasons of Stranger Things. Oh, goodness. There's three seasons. There's three seasons, and season four is on the way. They've said that for a while. I Mm -hmm. don't believe them. (laughs) COVID happened. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) What is it but just (laughs) mothballs, right? Eat a couple mothballs, get the COVID out. Please don't eat mothballs, please. Please don't listen to Taylor. (laughs) I mean, mothballs, we love you. Thank you for sponsoring us, but don't listen to Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did it, I killed Taylor <coughs> Now it's a Randy show <clears throat> It's the, the idea of like a mothball 
sitting at a desk be sending an email like we would like to sponsor you for your new upcoming podcast media for the mothballs we we here at mothballs always say hmm mothballs <laughs> let me get on with the thing go do you think don't let my laughing interrupt you but it will it will <laughs> okay so I, I, I had the wrong idea of what nostalgia was. Yeah, loser. 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 Okay, so I was... I still think it has to do, like, with... D- tell your spiel. Don't try and qualify it with what we've learned. Tell your spiel how you would tell your spiel from... <gasps> oh, Jesus. From your perspective. <laughs> T- tell, it, tell it from your perspective what you tell believe... It, Shut up. We got to stop with too many bits. Okay. Tell it how you would tell it from your perspective, from your definition of nostalgia. Okay. So I, cause I thought it was, it had to be based on like personal experience and it was bringing you back to a time. So I was going to say that stranger things was only really nostalgic for those who would be in like their forties now, because the first season takes place in 1983 and so, to be a kid in 1983, told today, you'd be in your, like, 40s. You'd be, like, 45 or something. And and I do see that because, actually, I feel like a lot of parents are really into Stranger Things. I've heard that, I mean, my parents like it, and my boyfriend's parents are obsessed with it. And so, there is that, like, nostalgia. It brings them back to when they were kids, because they were kids. And they were kids during that, that time. time. That's what their life looked like. Um, but trying to, to broaden it, I guess you... You could say that n- nostalgia doesn't typically have to do with just like the year or what was going on during that time. You can take like the major like themes or things that were happening that were happening in the show that could be nostalgic for some people. So like just your childhood in general and like being with friends and playing board games because that's what I did as a kid and that's what I found nostalgic about the show. Nostalgic. <laughs> Air quotes. Air quotes. Um. Playing board games, like, I remember having the neighbors over or having some of my friends come over and just playing board games. I remember playing my one of my babysitters, um, who was my friend, but she babysat me when I was younger. Um, she was reminding me of when she would come over, we would play this game called Sardines. Have you ever heard of Sardines? I don't think so. Nobody's, oh my god, it's the best game. It's the, it's like, it's the opposite of hide and seek, so. You know what? I have played Sardines. I've played it, I've played it a lot. So yeah. it's. It's where one person hides and everybody else is looking for that one person. And when you find that person, you hide with them. And then the last person to come and find them is the person who gets to be the first to hide next. I think something like that. So the person that um, is the last to find them is dubbed the loser. Yeah. And the loser has to go hide next. Yeah. Um, Oh, and I I would love playing that. So so the board games that they play in Stranger Things, they play Dungeons and um, Dragons. Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons has been like rising in popularity again, so I feel like it's even nostalgic in that way because you could. We've been playing it. I mean, we played it last year. We haven't played it in a while, mm-hmm. but even before that, I played in high school when Stranger Things had was starting to come out, and so we had that connection to it of like, oh, this was something that they used to play, and we play it now. Yeah, you know. Just connecting um, yourself to the nostalgia. To it, yeah. And then there's also um, like high school romances because in the first season is when Steve and the 
girl. What's her name? It's the the sister. This, yep, the sister. The sister what's, of Finn Wolfhard. What's what's her name? Finn Wolfhard's sister. Okay, but they're dating and they have this high school romance and they, there's this creep that's like watching Jonathan is watching them and taking pictures and whatever creep. Um, but there, there's that that like I can now reminisce about because I had high school uh, romance and I had weird guys in the bushes taking photos. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was weird guys who hung uh, who hung around. Um, the other thing is it could be nostalgic for people who grew up in small towns because it takes place in a really small town with a, a small like police department. And so I can imagine somebody living today, like who, like it didn't even have to be that long ago, who like came from a small town. You came from a small town. Yeah. And so there's that like element of connection of somewhat nostalgia of being like, oh, I've been in that place before. Yeah, it feels very homey. Homie, very yeah. Um, and then riding bikes. Did you ride bikes as a as a child? You know, here's the thing. I didn't learn how to ride a bike till I was older, till like <laughs> twelve, thirteen. Um, yeah, but so you didn't ride a bicycle until you were twelve. Yeah, 12. I feel like that's no, that's no. Too I mean, late. shoot, I started my. I said what happened was I was my parents were trying to teach me, but like I am a total introvert. I didn't want to go outside and do anything. So like, I loved being outside as a kid. I didn't. I just didn't. It wasn't my thing. My thing was what my thing is now, which is sitting inside reading a book or playing video games. Or... I love when I remember like little memories from my childhood that tie into what I'm doing today. So like when I applied here for the cinema program, like I in the essay that you have to write, I talked about how when I was younger, we would shoot like little like news stories. Like me and my brother would get the camcorder and we'd make up like, oh, the hurricane is coming to get us. And we'd like pretend that it came into the studio and then we'd like freak out. And I, you reminded me because I loved playing outside when I was little. I would pretend that I was like in a film. Like I wouldn't pretend that I was in like a world or something that like oh I'm in like the the, the fantasy world a of, fantasy yeah. world with castles and stuff I'm like no it's a movie and there's a camera and I have to I have to pose for the camera and I have to do all these things I remember we had this little jeep like you know the little like automatic yeah, yeah, cars yeah, yeah, yeah. my brother was driving it and I was like okay Maxwell you have to my brother's name is Maxwell <laughs> you have to like drive really fast in the backyard like go as fast as you can and I'm gonna lean out the side and I'm gonna like grab flowers and something because you know like action movies like there's always a guy who like you, you need something on the ground and so you lean out of the car and you grab it real quick as you're going real fast and he didn't get it like he would stop right at the flowers and i'm like no maxwell you gotta you gotta keep going you, you keep need, going you, need, you can't stop you need the momentum like i will grab the flowers don't worry about me grabbing the flowers you just gotta keep going yeah no if you stop we'll get caught <laughs> we'll get caught exactly somebody's chasing us Oh my gosh, that just made me so happy to remember that. Yeah, feeling some nostalgia? Yes, I'm very, very nostalgic. <laughs> but that's not to do with bicycles. Me and Maxwell, my, my brother, we would we learned how to ride bikes, and we would just ride around the neighborhood back when it was, like, safe, I guess. Um, and we there was, we live right next to the airport, and so there's this old, like, abandoned, like, strip of, like, plane strip down... And so we'd ride that back and forth. Oh, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I never really did a whole bunch of out, outdoorsy stuff. Mm. My parents made me do soccer. I can't imagine you playing soccer. Right? I mean, the, the only sport that I really, really enjoyed was basketball. I can't imagine you playing basketball. You can't imagine me doing anything athletic. No, I cannot. Yeah. Back to 
a Stranger Things. Yeah. Um. So those those were just the things that I could come up with about why it would be nostalgic because of just those like specific elements of what you you could have experienced in your childhood or what it could have been similar to a broad range of audience because again I thought it was it had to be personal and so I thought it, this show would really technically only be nostalgic for people in their 40s because they had actually lived in that time and they did they they had like set back then yeah. right and not vinyls it wasn't that far i, I mean, mean they had they vinyls, had vinyls uh, but, but it wasn't a big thing like they were transitioning they, into yeah. like cassettes and stuff like that yeah. so people in their 40s and even older than that like they are the ones who really feel nostalgic about that era because they actually lived it we now that you we've come up with a different definition or the actual definition of what nostalgia is I can see how, like, even someone like me, like, you can long for that time to live in a, oh, my God, arcades. I would have loved to go to arcades. Oh, man, I miss, I just miss arcades. I think that, you know, how, how sad, I think it's sad, like, how few real arcades we have. We have very, like, the arcade business is monopolized mm -hmm. right now with, like, it's Chuck E. Cheese or Dave & Buster's. Yeah. Like, um, so... It, but like the idea of going to like a little home owned arcade, plugging a quarter in and just playing some Pac-Man or something or some Street that Fighter. Just so like calming. And so I can almost like smell it. Like I feel like I've been in an arcade like that at Feeling some a little, point. Uh, nostalgic. You're just not going to let it go. Like you know that fuzzy carpet, yeah. That the, like that would be the carpet there, mm -hmm. and it and then like it'd be real dark inside. Yeah, and then it would have like weird triangle and geometrical shapes on the right? floor. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Where have we seen that? Uh, in our dreams. Do we all? <laughs> no, because I was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, it's that fuzzy carpet, and the colors are like hot pink and neon green yes. and like blue, and I'm, there's like triangles. And I am little convinced. Squigglies. I am. Absolutely convinced that everyone has dreams that like are either all these dreams are the same or we're all being transported to some liminal space mm -hmm. and like we've all seen it because have you ever seen like dream core images? Mm. Oh my god! Oh yes, yes I have. Where they yes, yes, yes. Things I've that seen, are yeah. that are like familiar but mm -hmm. not, but, but not, yes, mm -hmm. and it gives you a weird feeling like we've all feel like we've been there, mm -hmm. but we have. I just that stuff makes me crazy because I'm like that could. That that's gotta be like. What's the explanation for recognizing a place you've never been to? I know, and I've had a constant dream, and this place has to. I'm convinced that this place has to be real. I've had a constant dream of me and friends being trapped in this mansion, and it's it's freaking huge. But the the main thing that I can I could describe it to you, like every like the crown molding and the ceiling and everything is painted in gold, and you have these giant staircase in the middle with red carpet leading up it, and it's this old like Victorian Victorian house vintage and if you walk behind the stairs there's another set of stairs coming up so you have like two points to get up to the second floor and I've had multiple dreams about this and it, it has to exist it sounds like the Winchester house have you ever heard of that it's a house built by some crazy old bat <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no but to like confuse people uh -huh. it's i don't remember the exact story but basically the house is built super confusingly mm -hmm. like it's got staircases that lead to nowhere okay um staircases that you can't get to and hallways that that end with doors that open to a brick wall and it's just really confusing people like believe it's it's meant to trap ghosts or something mm -hmm. um and it's supposedly haunted um 
but you know what can you believe from that kind of stuff mm. yeah. um i don't know that just oh man i if i could visit that place i would in a heart uh, you started talking about a mansion and i was thinking about a dream that i had but in my dream the mansion's carpet was green no it's red it's like a burgundy Mm-hmm. And then there's this huge chandelier, this crystal chandelier. Hanging. It's a very l- luxurious place. It's a mansion, obviously. And I and I, my friends are trapped. And me and my friends are trapped in there. And we're being chased by something. But I can't tell you what we're being chased by. That's some creepy shit. <laughs> but I, it's it's the same dream. It's the same place. It's the same friends. That place has to exist, right? That's how I feel. I, I get a lot of like um like old malls. Oh yeah. I get a lot of dreams where I end up in really old malls. That's and another nostalgic thing from um Stranger Things, but Yeah. Um I have this one this is this is gonna go on for so long. Um another pack dream. No, <laughs> I have this one dream that I have I'm not sure if it's it's if the dream is recurring or if the location is. Um or have you ever had a dream where like your dream came up with a memory that didn't exist? Yes. Yeah. That maybe that I don't know, um, but I've dreamt that I've been in this mall and I, and one of these areas is like a corner of the mall, and you can go into this store, um, and in the corner of the store there's this like you move a mannequin over and there's like a trap door, not a trap door, but like a, a door in the wall, like a small door in the wall that you mm-hmm. have to crawl, crawl through that, and there's another store in there, but then there's another wall to crawl through, crawl through that wall, and it gets to a, a room filled with guitars, and then in that room is where I would get my guitars. Um, and I would play stuff like my bass guitar. I would get a bass guitar mm-hmm. in there and I'd play stuff. And then I'd, like people would get lost in there. And I was trying to find, I would go in there and I'd leave and I'd try to find my friends and I couldn't find anyone. Um, and I remember very distinctly, there's an elevator. There's, um, and then next to it is one escalator going another way. Then behind that escalator, like by like five, six feet is another escalator going the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a like a bridge walkway between the two like the the part of the section that's turning and then the other part it's like a corner thing it's 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 very specific and like mm-hmm. uh, like where where does my brain come up with this stuff our brains are very powerful so i do not doubt for a second that like either we can create those spaces that we're talking about in our dreams like our minds are just that powerful that we can just like create those spaces to that like minute of detail or that we can tap into something. We can tap, we can see something. We can, I, whatever you were saying before about this, this outside of like space. I don't know. Our just, our brains are so powerful. Yeah. Sorry, that was my rant. <laughs> that was your ranty. My ranty. Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to nostalgia, like we were saying, our brains are powerful. You can, it can bring you back. Yeah. To the moments that, that you, you, you wish or it can it can create that feeling of a longing for something that you've never even had. Had, yeah. And that's nostalgia. You've never experienced before. Um and so using that in your media or and that's not to say that every piece of media that you ever create will need nostalgia. Mm-mm. There are many very many pieces of media that do not have nostalgia and they still work extremely well. But knowing that nostalgia is a very powerful tool to use um, in your media and, and taking that into account that it's it's not something you need, but it is one of your tools. Yes. It's something that you can use mm-hmm. to make your piece of media more impactful or, or resonate better. So, um, you know, keep that in mind when you're creating anything, when you're creating a story, when you're when you're making music, when you're doing what you do, what you love. Like nostalgia is 
it's probably one of the most powerful tools in your asset, but it's not to be used lightly. Mm. So don't just place something in the 80s because it wants you want you you think it would have Nista. If the 80s means something to you and it really does mean something to you and that space in your head or you really admire that time or, or whatever. It has to come from a place in you as the creator of the media that 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 is important or that has meaning or that has nostalgia for you if you want it to resonate with your audience. So yeah, that's that's what I say. Um, No, and uh, I feel like I barely talked about Stranger Things, but Stranger Things does nostalgia very well and that's why I believe it's so popular. But the other thing that you need to know about nostalgia in the sense that if you are going to use it, like you need to know how to use it um again because i thought nostalgia i still believe that nostalgia is like it's targeted like it should be targeted to a specific audience so if you're trying to build this nostalgia this feeling for something if you want to make a show that's based in the 80s you have to do a lot of research about the 80s and you have to like taylor was saying you have to really be passionate about it and know it yourself because you're never going to get somebody else to believe that it was that if you don't have a passion for it if you don't believe that it is or you don't have some connection to it and then if again if you're going to use nostalgia make sure you know who the intended audience is make sure that if you are going to be basing it in the 80s think of that some of your audience is probably going to be in their 40s or 50s if you're going to base it in the early 2000s your audience is going to be people who are like in in their 20s and so directing the audience that you want to get also has to do with nostalgia and it doesn't have to do directly with that because again like taylor was saying it can it's a broad range and it can just be a longing for the past but also know that if you're going to use nostalgia it will be directed and it will be more powerful for specific audiences and maybe you need to decide whether you want to cater more towards those audiences or if you want to cater to a broader spectrum of people yeah yeah let's move on to some recommendations recommendations Go first. Go first. Go first. That 70s show. That 70s show. Mm-hmm. Aaron? I've never... I didn't live in the 70s. Well, are you sure? Yeah. Really? Sure. Your, your, your 20-year-old self has never lived in the 70s. 70s. Are you sure about that? Um, but that 70s show is um, a sitcom? Yeah. yeah. it's a sitcom. Yeah. Um, that takes place in the 70s. Uh, that follows a group of friends and their day-to-day lives during the the 70s and they're getting into uh situations that are comedic sitcom. Uh, there's romance there's friendships there's heartbreak everything that you can expect to be in a in a sitcom but i think it does a very good job of painting what the 70s was like as i really and the other the other thing you have to know about making something nostalgic it has a lot to do with set design and environmental design or production and things like that because that's that's how you create a time you can't just do it based on the way that the characters act or or speak it's very to really engage your audience in it you need to have that set be from that time period and that 70 show does a great job of it and it just reminds me of my house because my house was built in the 60s so it has very like much 70s bright yellow wallpaper 
yellow curtains, orange curtains, wood paneling, fuzzy red carpets. It's it was very seventies, and everybody says it when they walk into my house. But I love that seventies show, and I think it's 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 a good show if you want to feel if you are longing to live in the seventies. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of a different track on this. Um, okay, my are game you is gonna... you go. No. no, say your thing. No. Say your thing. Are you gonna recommend music because you talked about music, or are you gonna go to video games? You can't be flip flopping here. I was gonna go to video games. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, it's something that I think uses nostalgia well is the Final Fantasy VII remake, in the sense that it, th- this one's gonna be more along the terms of, of personal okay st- anecdotes and personal life stories. You know, your definition. Yeah. Um, apparently, one of the correct ones. They're both correct, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that the, the remake does a good job of incorporating what people would have wanted to see from the original Final Fantasy game. So it, it plays a lot with the original layout of the game and, and the redesigns of the characters aren't super out there. And, and you know, the maps are exactly the same, but just updated and, and, and placed in a different light, you know? And uh, I think that the the game does a good job of, of taking that source material of the, of the classic game and being like, we know what you guys loved about this. Here, here's all those things that you loved, but we're going to give you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and just reminding people, you know, why they love these characters and, um, you know, all that stuff. So I think that that's, I think that's a good game, a game that does nostalgia really well. I also like Disney. Disney's good. See, this is what I'm talking about. Nostalgia is specific because we're talking about things that like are nostalgic to me. Like Disney is nostalgic because I remember putting in VHS tapes into my little TV at like three in the morning when my parents thought I was asleep. I'd wake up because I need noise to fall asleep. Ever since I was a child, I'd need noise to fall asleep. So I'd wake up, I'd see that the TV was off, I'd turn it back on, I'd put in a Disney tape, I'd get back in bed and I'd go back to sleep. That was my childhood. <laughs> Loved it. For me, it was... Uh... Going into, so we had like a little, like our garage was turned into like a man cave because my mom and dad didn't want us playing video games in the living room anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd hook up the old Super Nintendo and uh, I would play Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong Country 2 and I'd suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd play Super Mario World, but I could never get past like the eighth level. So I just replay the first eight levels over and over again or, you know, stuff like that. That stuff's always been really nostalgic for me. But yeah, thanks for joining us on this intellectual journey. Really weird one, um, really nostalgic one. Sorry, we got kind of off topic. A lot. I know, but I feel like it all related back to did, nostalgia did, you know, and it, how our brain works and just the human psyche. Like, yeah, we you know, talked about it. Yeah. It was not what I was expecting when we came in, but you know, I never know what to expect when we come in because you know us at Media for the Intellectually Impoverished, we're weird. Very weird. <laughs> there's there's nowhere else to put it. There's Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us on this intellectual journey. I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Media for the Intellectually Impoverished is produced by Trey Taylor Smith and Miranda Randy Zapes. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MFTII Podcast. Or email us at mfttiipodcast at gmail.com. That's MFT2I's podcast. Thanks for listening.